You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, punters, dribblers, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, hell of a weekend. One of the biggest weekends of our lives. Uh, and joined, as always, uh, my fellow manly legend and long-term friend, Edward Simpson. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, feel pretty good after one of the great weekends of my life. Uh, obviously, Tom and I were invited back to Brookvale. It was real. It was a nice touch for us. Uh, well, it was good to be recognised uh, alongside other manly legends. We'll get into that, but certainly mm. nice that we were invited back to Brookvale for one of the, you know, an honorary weekend, as it were. Um, but look, it's not just about that weekend, Eddie. We're also one nil up in the ashes. Oh yeah. Absolutely pissing all over these poms, which is just how we like it. Oh, mate. 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 I can't wait to dissect that whole yeah, yarn. I'm There's looking so in much There's there. so There's much There's five in days of narrative and yarn to just peel apart and really get into the juicy Much stuff. like an onion. Many layers to this, yeah. to this test. Oh, it's multi-layer. It's layered uh, beyond belief. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've got that, the cricket. We've got some rugby league. There's a bit of uh, some other sports doing the rounds, Eddie. Basketball for one. Ben Simmons in a bit of a... Uh, mm, interesting story. Interesting yeah. story yeah. from Ben. Um, there's certainly some dribbles from the dribbler this week. Love hearing uh, a few dribbles from the dribbler. Give you a bit of a wrap on how our live show went with the Grey Cricketer. Shout out to the Grey Cricketer boys. They're over in England right now, peddling their wares, doing live shows, selling out arenas. Mm. Absolutely killing it. Um, but that's kind of it. Cricket, league, dribbler tidbits. dribbles, tidbits, basketball, great kicker to live Heaps. recap. Shit. One, one of the biggest weeks of our young lives, and I think it would be remiss of us to do anything other than just get straight into it. And I think, Eddie, cricket. I will be opening with the ashes, mate. So Australia caps a famous victory at Edge Baston. First test win there since 2001, Eddie. Which, coincidentally, was the last time we won the Ashes in England. Now, do you want to find a correlation there? Because I'm happy to. I just found one. I'm happy to draw that parallel. Just found one. There it is. Literally just found one. Literally just found the last parallel. Last we won at Edgebaston was in 2001, and we won the series. So, are we going to win this series? You better fucking believe, believe it. it. Because we love Lords, punters, dribblers. And that's where we're going next. And if we're 2-0 up, bruh. Can I give you a Lords stat? Yeah. Can you guess how many times we've lost at Lords since World War Two? Once. Twice. But thanks for coming. Twice. Since World War Two, punters, dribblers. People have been born, lived full lives and died and have only ever seen Australia lose twice at the home of cricket, Eddie. Mm. Literally the home of cricket. Tom Lord, friend of the show. Tom Lord, friend of the show. Obviously, his property... Was where is where the ground was or is rather, so this bloke just a bit of a background on Tom, Tom Lord was his name Tom Lord yeah, Dior the first name, <laughs> but his last name was Lord, and they used to be like oh let's go watch a game of cricket or let's go play a game of cricket where are we gonna go let's go around a Lord's house because he's got a he's got a cricket over yeah. his backyard so that's why it's called Lords because that's it. Tom Lord his property his oval. It'd be like it'd be like you know if you had a cricket pitch at your house and like we're going to Simpsons. Exactly, that's exactly what it's like. Which also has a fucking good ring to it. Yeah, if you don't mind. Birmingham's the SCG Simpson Cricket Ground. Yeah, I don't know. Just coming up with things on the BCG. Spot. 
Birmingham Cricket Ground, not as good. Not Not as as good. good. Uh, hey, and at least I think it takes a big man to admit that. But anyway, we digress to personal uh, issues, mm. things of that nature. But Tom Lord is what Lords is named after. Do you do your own research on that? But I can almost tell you that's true without being one hundred percent sure. Now, we 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 smoked a medi after we were in. Deep, deep poo-poo uh, after the first innings. We'll eight for 122. Eight for 122. And then a man who, uh, you know, many have who have listened to this podcast will know we touted as, uh, we've touted the second coming of the Don, but not just the second coming of the Don, because I feel like that does a disservice to this whole situation. Don Bradman is literally, the, oh. the, the ghost of Don Bradman lives within Stephen Smudgery Smith. Don's in there. Don's in there. Knock and you'll hear him. Don's in there 100%. Now, obviously, Sir Smudge Smith, not as eloquent as as the Don. Well, the Don okay. was your traditionalist cricketer. Exactly. Beautiful cover drive, very still at the crease. Technique, Smudge, technique, technique. The opposite. But we're not in the we're not in the, the business. And O's. We're not in the business of looking delicious, punters, dribblers. No. We're in the business of scoring runs. Bulk okay? runs. Bulk runs and saving the nation for an embarrassing defeat. Now, that is what the Don used to do, and that is what Smudge has done. And Tom and I have talked about this before. We can see Sir Donald in Smudge. Now, if he chose to leave him for the World Cup, that was up to the Don. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that Don didn't play one day. Cricket. That's exactly it. And Don, the Don, like like all of us, doesn't really give a shit about pyjama cricket. He's not a pyjama cricket man. Never, Never played it. Now, obviously, it was a World Cup year, and there are exceptions there. But he didn't. He doesn't know what the World Cup is. It's not his. It's not his jam. It's not no. his bloody bag, right? Don's also probably not the ideal ghost to embody a cricketer during an ODI World Mate, Cup. Mate, he's an Ashes man. He's an Ashes man. That's where he forged his legacy yeah. in the fires of Ashes battles. Yeah, that's a fact, punters, dribblers. I think the bloke's got the record for an for the most runs compiled in an Ashes series. Like it's like yeah. nine hundred and seventy. He's also got the most Ashes tons se- of seven innings. He's got the most Ashes tons. Yeah, uh, and then it's like 19. Jack nineteen. I think it's Jack Hobbs. Do you all that? But you know who comes in third, Eddie? Smudge. A 30 year old smudge. Thirty. Equal. To Steve Waugh. Yeah. Another great Steve in world sport. Oh, mate. He's in some seriously, seriously illustrious company. Uh, someone was... A, a mate of mine sent me this today. Max Downs, obviously a friend of the show. And also an appreciator of dirge, dirty merger clubs. So Sir Smudge Smith is now, since 2014, averaging 73.5. Yeah, right. So he's a freak. Smudge has the second highest average on the planet currently. Who's got the highest? So Don Bradman. Oh, sorry, on the planet. Oh, like ever. Yeah, sorry, because I mean, ever. Don, obviously, Vale. And, and then Adam Voges. Now, Smudge returns, embodied by Don. He saves us in the first innings. Yeah. But no one expected for him to save us in, in the second innings. You know what I mean? No one was thinking, well, we're going to need Smudge again. We were thinking, you know what? Maybe now we're just going to come back in and win this fucker. But Smudge, again, was called upon by his nation I'll give you the hot tip. I was nervous, right? I was nervous about how we were going to go at Edgebaston because of the history, because it was going to do a bit and move around and nip about. And I was proved correct by our fucking disgraceful collapse. We were yeah. eight for 122 punch yeah. dribblers. If Smudge isn't in the team, we lose that we test. We lose that test. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So the fact that Smudge literally puts the team on his back and takes us to victory and probably, in my opinion, the series now, <laughs> like, 
is that not the most outrageous, astounding thing you've ever seen with your own two eyes? Yes. Like people are fucking losing it. I've been read, I've been listening to all the BBC telecasts. That's what you want. Oh, like hear. the podcast because I like to get the other side of the of the fence, right? Michael Vaughan, obviously a legend, won the 2005 series after like a nine crushing defeats in a row. And he was like, bruh, this is the best batsman I've seen with my two eyes. Test batsman. Because he obviously didn't see the Don. No. He was like, this is the best batsman I've ever seen. I I saw that quoted somewhere. And what are the podcasts? Because I actually would like to listen to... You just go to, uh, obviously, cross-promotion. I'm expecting them to do the same. Yeah. You just go BBC Cricket into iTunes and it'll come up. Beautiful. Do that, obviously, after this. Do they do game recaps afterwards if you want to get another opinion? I tell you what, I found that that's what was lacking in Australia was when the game finished mm. or like the day after, I was like, okay, what do I do now? I want to go and hear like a full recap. I want to hear interviews from, from Australian legends, what they said, what like reactions were in England. There was just nothing. And because Fox aren't covering it, they don't have the TV shows that are covering it. And I'm like... I felt a little bit empty where I'm like, do I just have to watch Fox Sports News and highlights to get my fix? No, you don't. No, you don't. Evidently not. But you are right. The collapse is what is being papered over here in this absolute bed shit. Mate, it was a fucking collapse for the ages. Yes, but the second inning's not a collapse. So obviously Warner and Bangers have done absolutely nothing so far this test. Warner and Bangers. Warner's got the runs on the board. So I think Warner, I'm like, you know, okay. Bangers, I'm a little less forgiving for, you know? I'm not like, oh, well, yeah, you know, he's just come back 12 months out, whatever it is. I'm like, I don't give a fuck where you've been, bro. You come back, you score runs for the nation. We've brought you back in, mm. and I need you scoring runs. I also need you, if you're not scoring runs, you're taking shine off that nut, and you're not doing either of those things right now. So you are, in my opinion, in very, very deep water here. Well, I mean... I'd be looking. I'm looking at Warner and Bancroft, and I'm thinking, bruh, you boys need to sharpen up and sharpen up quick. You're not going to drop Warner though. No, you no, you're not going to drop him. But I but I can speak to him about yeah. how disappointed I yeah. am. Yeah, no, you're right. Now, Sir Smudge comes back and gets back to back tons. One forty four, one forty two. Do your own research. Pretty sure that's the number. Like fucking carried the team to what will be an Ashes series victory, in my humble opinion. Now, Warner and Bancroft, they serves you know, times on the sidelines as well. And as much as they thought that they were ready to go and that Warner would, you know, revel in being a fucking mongrel and being hated because that's what he based his career on and Bancroft has found yoga and all that shit and, you know, he's zen and he's ready to go, you boys were dog shit. You were the two that did nothing Yes, side. Absolutely nothing. So you got another test to prove yourselves. Otherwise, I'd be out the door. Bancroft. You give bangers another go? I give, I give, no, no, no. Bancroft's got one more test. Yeah, right. And then that's, if you don't if you don't score runs, you're out. You're right? gone. You're off. Yeah. I'll see you later. He's got a one test reprieve because we won. Of course he does. Also, well, his work also, at bat pad is also fantastic. Yeah, he's the best in the world. Yeah. Steve Waugh says Steve the best Wall. he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Which is a huge call, but so, yeah, trust him. Look, I'd give him another test. But I need them to to really sharpen up. Whether or not there are demons there and they try to paper over them with, or Bancroft I'm talking about, with fucking Zen meditation yoga shit, then it remains to be seen. But I tell you what does work. Get into the nets facing three million balls and shadow boxing, uh, shadow batting rather in the shower. Well, shadow boxing as well. Just shadow, shadow batting at every... Conceivable opportunity, and if that means you've got to shit in the shower to stand up, because shadow uh, shadow batting while sitting down is never going to really improve the technique. No, no, Smudge shits in the shower. Yeah, I think we take the. He's a stomper. (laughs) 
which is which is where one mashes their feces through the drain to help aid in its dissolving, right? Well, it's so it doesn't overflow. Yeah, right. You don't want to flood a bathroom with a stool. We well, know how that goes. I mean, no offence to Smudge. I'm, I'm not sitting here bashing him saying he's a stomper. I mean, Dude, I, love it's, a a, it's a compliment. Yeah. If... If you're stomping while you're shadow batting, you've got yes. to be you got to be You can't just be stomping for no reason. And you've also got to be in Getting the Australian run. setup. Yeah, you've got to be in Australia. You, you can't just be like a 13G's guy stomping and, and shadow batting. No, but it's also, if you're a stomper as a child in the 13G's and then ascend to the baggy green... Off the back off of... Off the back of a lifetime of stomping, <laughs> all's forgiven. But if you stomp... <laughs> if you stomp your way to mediocrity... <laughs> Dude, uh, it's not dude it's almost fucking prison for you, dude. That's disgusting. <laughs> you can be taken to jail. The only, I'm pretty sure, the only out is if you're, if you have a baggy green, you can stomp. You can get away with, you know, being caught stomping. There is a proud history of stomping uh, in this nation. I yes. believe, I believe the earliest convicts were stompers. Were stompers, absolutely. Some of the earliest yeah. Victor Trumper. Yeah. Was he a stomper? I believe some of the, our greatest cricketers stompers. But someone like Bancroft needs to be stomping. And if he stomps and doesn't get runs after mm. that, Eddie, mm. then we got to ask some serious questions. Well, he needs to do something because it's 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 clearly it's not good enough. Everyone else I was happy with. Uh, obviously, Nathan Lyon is just ridiculous. He's now two test wickets. I believe Dior once again punters dribblers away from the great Dennis Lilly. I believe that's correct. I believe DK Lilly is at 355 and uh, Mr. Lyon... Uh, he's at 350. He's at 353 after taking an absolutely erection-inducing six-fur. Well, he took a bag full. Absolute... Nine for the shitload of wickets. Nine for the, for the test. Spun the fuck out of it. Now, if we just quickly bounce through, so we've got obviously the two openers need to get to some shower stomping and quick. Mm-hmm. Kawaja, nothing first innings. A nice forty in the second. Again, he didn't go on with it, but yeah, but it was forty it or was forty-four 40. nuts or something. It was like forty that. we didn't have otherwise. Head got a nice. He got a thirty-five. Like, like the look ahead. I like ahead. He needs to again. Needs to learn to go on with it at the top level. He's only twenty-five-ish though. I think so. Uh, he's a young boy finding his feet. finding his feet at test level. Got a nice fifty. Six fifty. Stuck around with uh with Smudge, and for that reason alone, head. You know. Mate, head's great. We're good. We're happy with head. Head's great. There's no complaints with head. No. No. Zero no. complaints. I don't really have a complaint with anyone. No. Except the openers. Now, Matty Wade. Now, we we spoke about this last week. He found out whoever it was he had to suck and fuck. Yeah. And he's got himself back into the side. And he's done that and done that well. He's done it very well. What, what I liked about the whole second innings was that Smudge... Head and 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 Kawaja getting runs allowed Matty Wade to just go out there and be a batter at a six. You know, he just allowed him to be a number six. Well, just exactly. they freed him up to be a six. It He's got no him. pressure to score runs. There's already runs there, and he just went out and expressed himself to the fullest to his fullest potential. Well, for once, one of our I mean, for once, our six wasn't going out there after twelve overs. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I, I think again, Maximus Aurelius Downs, friend of the show. I think he was saying, "Isn't it nice that you know it's looking very likely that Australia now has a middle order." Well, it's certainly something we like haven't that. had in a long time. No, we were not a, since Hussey left. Have I felt comfortable there? You well, know and I mean? you know what? I'm still not. I'm not Hussey comfortable. I mean, no, 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 but no, no. Of course not. But it, but the early signs, are, signs there. are there. There and are we early signs, had any signs of a thickening to our middle order, where it once was a creme brulee. It was oh. a hard exterior with a very soft, chewy middle. Mm. 
Yeah, now, a pavlova. A pavlova is probably yeah. m- a more apt yes. description. Yes, I would have thought so. Especially it being a delicacy in this fine nation of ours. But shout out to my mother who makes. Shout out to Mama Simpson for her top-notch pavs. Please send some in uh, because they're delicious. We'd love some. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Mama Simpson's Pavlova, Pavlovas. Best enjoyed while watching Ashes victories. Yes. So, on the flip side to all this, obviously Siddle was a weird in- inclusion, but he did what he needed to do. Got some wickets. Got line some and lines. length. Line and length. He was. He was. He was. He was our most accurate. Economy was uh, was great. He tied up an end. Tied up an end, which I like. And Siddle's all guts and glory, all guts, all work, all effort, I all you know, all grunt. Heard an interesting, interesting stat as well. So, th- the English only ninety run lead in the first innings. They faced fifty five more overs than us. And you put that down to Siddle just tying up an end. Boom. Just tying up an end. Boom. And just and just fucking tying up an end, tying up an end. I mean, look, you need sometimes you need to say it three times yeah. for it to get its proper effect. Correct. Okay. So Siddle tying up an end, tying, tying up, up an one end. well. Yeah. Probably unlucky overnight, not get more wickets. I mean, well, a couple of dro- drops. He got dropped twice. Uh, but it was it was a day for Blue Eyes, and it was a day for for Nathan Gazaline, the yeah. goat. Obviously, the goat off spinner. Uh, it was his day. Yes, it was his day. Yep. And I couldn't. Have enjoyed it more. No. Dribblers. Now, I've got a couple more things I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, now, I mean, I'm not sure what the uh, sort of human rights, the, the I'm not sure. What's the human rights body? Is it the UN? Yeah. What's the UN rule on, on having umpires murdered or at least sort of put down? Because these umpires might have been the most worthy of euthanasia of any umpire that's ever umpired. Well, they they need a good whipping. That's certainly. The, that's certainly. I mean, clearly from where I'm standing, not enough on the line for these umpires. Now, if they brought back the old nine tails. Cat of nine tails. I mean, I an think. An English uh, institution. Yes. Then maybe we'd get these boys up and about. Uh, very, 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 very ordinary. Very ordinary. And I couldn't help but think to myself, punters, dribblers, could you imagine if there was no Hawkeye? Early 2000s, 90s, 80s, go all the, all the way back. The through. glory years. If there was umpires of that caliber out there making those howlers, you would be fucking ropeable. Well, the only reason I think, Eddie, that they haven't been euthanized is because there's a Hawkeye. There's a thing to correct their prob- their mistakes but they're supposedly the best guys in the world. Yeah. Because they're mean. based on that. Like, even if, if you get 10 Hawkeyes wrong, which they did, like, that goes down on your record. They're like, bruh, you can't umpire for shit. And they're still the best. Ricky was up in arms the other day. He was like, mate, the reason is, is because they don't let anyone from you, from your own country umpire. They have to be neutral. I understand that, though. I understand but he's like, why. In, in 2018, like, come on. You know what I mean? Coaches coach the other the other team, which I think's worse. I well, think that's worse. Well, that's treason. That's treasonous. But you know, I mean, Eddie Jones. That's he's literally coaching a side to beat ours, dude. So that's the, way, the English that's, coach Trevor Bayliss or whatever. He's exactly. Australian. That's way worse, in my opinion, than the umpire. Yeah, but you know they're coaching against you, right? So like you know, or are you saying that <laughs> the argument could be that this Australian is? Like Robbie Deans was to Australia, being a sleeper and trying to ruin a country's hopes. Th- oh, look! If, if you if you 
um, take up treason like Eddie has, like Bayless has, then I think anything's possible. Yeah, that's true. If you are if you can turn your back on your country, you could also turn your back on the country you've yeah, turned but, your back on the country for. Yeah, yeah, That's like if you, once you become a dog and, and treasonous, then, traitorous, yeah. then you, you live a life of being cunning and underhand. And doggish. Yeah. Now. That's my opinion. What about the fucking palms? trying to get the ball changed the whole time. Did you see that in the second innings when Smudge was just an immovable force, Mm. or sorry, an immovable object, Mm. and an unstoppable force all wrapped into one, such as the uh, godlike qualities that uh, Don Bradley provides. I mean, mate, he's he's Demi. Um, He's now Demi. The 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 Poms kept going to the uh, the umpires. You know they've got that little thing where you if the ball can fit through it, it's either a circle or it's not. Yeah. And they just kept going, kept going, kept going to the umpires, trying to get it changed. And it was like, hey, hey, guys, it's a cricket ball. You're not doing anything with it. And I'm with you. Everyone does it. But this was, they tried it like six times. And the umpire kept saying no. It was embarrassing. It was pathetic. It was, Of course it was pathetic. Of course it was pathetic. It was desperate men turning to desperate measures to avoid a desperate humiliation. But... Guess what, bruh? You were desperately humiliated. You went into the first innings with a 90-run lead and got pumped by like 250 after you had us eight for 122. I mean, you got absolutely caned. And all caned. I'm saying caned. is... All I'm saying is I think that if you were that low, it's like, it's like you know, you're on a desert island, there's no water, you drink your own urine, you do really degrading shit. You, you, could do, you do whatever you have to do. I think that's what we saw. We saw them literally... Stomping and drinking. That was your own that beers. was that was an embodiment of drinking your own urine. Yeah, and being on a desert island, desperate, desperate moves. Was it like like to okay? If I if I started drinking my own urine, you as a respectable adult, yes, with everything in the world, you go that's really fucked up. Yeah, that's but a- to a desperate man, it's like bruh. This is what you got to do. I've got to do this to survive. Yeah, right. So they had to drink some piss. Yeah. And they, it didn't work for them. Oh, it didn't work because drinking urine doesn't work. No, that's it. It was a bad decision. It's like drinking salt water. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to help you. You're better off just dying of dehydration. Yeah. It's not going to help. Yeah. So. But, you know, I mean, that also speaks to the truth of the matter, which is that Joe Root is the least inspiring captain in world sport. Great cricketer, I'm sure. Great batsman. Boring batsman. Can't convert hundreds, Eddie. I'd love for someone to bring up Joe Root's conversion rate because I know Shane Warne shit on him when he got out for 50 in the first innings. Yeah, get it. Please get it. But Shane, and I love Shane for this because he loves kicking a pom when they're down, like we all do. Joe Root got out for 50 in the first innings. And then Shane started speaking about what separates him from the greats and it's his ability to convert 50s into 100s. He's got got a fucking shocker. (laughs) This is bad, punters, dribblers. I haven't seen one this bad since bloody Watto. (laughs) 48.74 is his average, which is is pretty good. That's a great average. Which is pretty good. 50, okay, so he's got 1600s, 42.50. Oh, yuck. 4250s 4250s that's why he averages 48 mate he could be an absolute all-timer if he wasn't a beater if he wasn't an all-time beater if he wasn't an all-time beater he'd be an all-time alpha but sorry bro you're an all-time your beater. inability to convert like i'll get up sir smudges yeah let's get up sir peter john Devereux smudgery smith's Conversion because rate. this is nice. A nice little bit of juxtaposition. Yeah, this is a comparison between their best batsman and our best batsman. Uh, guess what Smudges is? His is 2500s, 2450s, 
2,500s, 2,450s. So he scores more hundreds than 50s. Yeah. And just just to move right up the tree, punters, dribblers, just for the ultimate juxtaposition. Dude, Get a load of Bradmans. You are so ranked, Joe Root, in terms of your conversion, dude. And look, you can't knock a bloke for averaging 50, right? You absolutely can't. Or 48. And this is Bradmans. 2,900s, 1,350s. There you go. So Australia has two Dons. England has zero Dons. <laughs> England Dons. Like you so aptly pointed out this week, we literally have two Dons and you have zero. Zero Dons. You're Donless. But, Eddie, we've yarned now for almost 40 straight minutes on cricket. I think we can probably wrap it up. Yes, we can wrap it up. When's the next test? But wrap it up with this knowledge, punters, dribblers. Wrap it up with the the knowledge that on Wednesday, next Wednesday, don't know the date, that's up to you, uh, 8 p.m., Sir Smudge will... Walk onto the hallowed turf of the Lord's cricket ground. Tom Lords. Okay. And he will he will do so with the knowledge that he is the Don reincarnate. And I expect him to go big. I don't think it doubles out of the question. If, if the game can go in a certain way, I wouldn't rule out a triple, either punters, dribblers. I think the safe money's on a double. So if you want to load out now, that's my bet of the fucking week. Check his out. That is, the, that is my bet of the week. So Smudge Smith out. to double up. To double up. Understood? One more time. Double up. Double up. On Sir Smudge, he will double up. He will double ton up. Also, shout out to old blue eyes, the bluest eyes in the business. Maldives eyes, we call him. Old Maldives eyes, yeah. Second fastest to 100 wickets in Australian history, 21 tests. Love it. So just get your head around that. 21 tests, 100 wicks. If he plays 100 tests, he'll have 500 wickets. That's my, that's the math I'm going and for. And I believe Ricky Ponting played like 160. That's correct, Eddie. And they play in more and more cricket. And old Blue Eyes is still young. Yes, he's injury prone, but I think he's really becoming a man, growing into his body, growing into his cell. Well, that's what they say about fast bowlers. They need, to, they need a little while to grow into their bodies mm. because it's it's very on, onerous and, and very taxing on on a young man's bod. Yes. But when you, a developing man's bod. But when you build yourself up and, and you get to know your body and, and the yeah. way it reacts, yeah. baby, anything's possible. Yeah. Okay. So that's cricket. Next Wednesday, baggy greens out. Uh, shout out to all of our punters and dribblers over in England who are sending in videos of them in their baggy greens. Oh, keep it up. Keep it going. Keep it up. Send us more. Send us more. Let's talk some rugby league. Punters, dribblers. So Saturday... Brookvale, 3 p.m., HD light, golden hour. Yeah. Everything was on. It was the most HD day I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was 4K. It was 4K. It was an absolute squirter Mm -hmm. of a day. Squirting all over the place. Not too hot, not too cold, just right, probably 21 degrees-ish, not a cloud in the goddamn sky. It was 4K, baby. It was 4K for days. Now, obviously, we uh, were invited by the club, the Manly Seagulls, to come down. It was Legends Day, so naturally we got an invite. Thanks again to uh, the powers that be at the club yep. for, for bringing us back. It's always nice to be invited back. Oh, it's always nice to be around the club with other legends. Yes, and for such a big day, special occasion, uh, the Golden Eagles Day. Now, the Golden Eagles for you uh, punters and dribblers not on the inside with the Manly Seagulls. It's a day that honours former legends yep. and they raise money for Manly former Manly players past and present who may have fallen on hard times, I believe, and they sort of get them back on their feet. A wonderful initiative. Phenomenal to be a part of it, Eddie. But we started off at the Manly Leagues knocking back a couple of 
free beers and some uh, delicious. Uh, I'm not sure what the meat was, uh, but some sort of roll, pork and gravy rolls, pork and gravy rolls. They were as good as they said. They were fucking delicious. We got given a nice little Golden Eagles jacket. Such was handed out to all of the former Manly legends, yep. past and present yep. and current. Yep. And then we, we we undertook the march to the ground. We were drummed to the ground. The seabirds were there. <laughs> the seabirds um, drummed drummed us to the ground which and was a lovely, us to which the ground. Which is a lovely touch. I mean, being pom-pom somewhere, don't know if you've experienced it in, in your travels, punters, dribblers, but it's a great feeling. I would suggest any punter, dribbler, pom gets pom-pom somewhere. Well, in look, before you before you say farewell to this beautiful land, uh, or this world, or this ours. life, uh, you need to be pom-pom you need somewhere. To be pom-pom. Uh, as it were, for us, we were, we were pom-pommed on the, the back route, not along the highway, but the back route from the Lees Club to the ground. This is the scenic route. The scenic route. It's a gorgeous walk. You walk through Brookvale suburbia. I yeah. mean, people are out on their lawns to, to wave to Tom and I, which yeah. was lovely. It was great. The drums were drumming. Uh, the 4K was squirting. and Cameras everywhere. Everyone was trying to get a glimpse well, of us. Fox League was there trying to get um, some An footage. exclusive. Obviously, we are exclusive to this podcast, so we couldn't commit to them. That's why you probably didn't see us interviewed. Um so pom-pommed and drummed to the ground. Seabirds are plenty. Premiership rings all over the place. It was sparkling like the 4th of July. Oh, there were so Year's. many premiership rings. It was unbelievable. I uh, I was allowed to polish mix uh, Vic Morrow's with my shout tongue. Out to, shout out to Vic Morrow. To shout uh, out to Vic. Yeah, you know, oft-forgotten Vic Morrow. Uh, grand final hero in 2011, punters dribbles. Correct. One of the greats, Vic. Um Anyway, we get to the ground where such it was sectioned off on the hill as legends are from time to time. Then it came to, you know, a little bit before kickoff and we saw, you know, some legends gathering and there was a sort of a collection of legends and they were sort of we were all ushered in this sort of like a swarm, a mass of legends mm. and you sort of get caught in this swarm of lords, legends, whatever you want to call it, and then before you know it, you're out on the hello turf of Brookvale. Packed house, Eddie. Oh, it was a, it was Absolutely heaving. Filled to the brim. Filled to the brim. Biggest crowd of the year. Mate, you couldn't have asked for much more. Legends left. Legends right. And just an adoring manly crowd uh, who were waving to their heroes. And Tom and I are very happy, more than happy to wave back. Absolutely. Uh, Warmed the heart, warmed the soul. That was what rugby league's all about particularly on the peninsula. It's about recognising what the legends have done for the game and the legends recognising what the fans have done for the game, for the club, well, for the, the fans, community. I mean, if without the fans, we wouldn't be legends. Yeah, the that's fans, right. The fans create legends. They give us the foundation on which to be legends, Yes, which we happily do. They give us the platform and we dance upon that platform yeah. to achieve legendary status. They provide us with adoration and support and we provide them with glory. That's it. In the form of rings. That's it. And, and elite podcasts. Dribbles and yarn. So we're on the ground, we're waving, we're walking around and then obviously we had to, such as legends do, tunnel the current team onto the field. Yeah. Which so is also... Past legends tunneling on current legends. Current future legends. Yeah. Which is which I think is a really nice touch. It was classy from Manly. Classy. And, you know, we're there with all the gang, the old boys, Spud, Brady Stewart, you know, Krillo, Max Krillich, two Cliffy. Cliffy, Beeves, all the old souls. We know them. Um, anyway, 
cheer him on. Fucking how are you? Manly, famous win. Tommy yeah. Turbo all over the show. Fucking Tapao killing it. Cherry killing it. Even the big baby, Moses Sully. I'm really liking what Brad Parker's got working himself into. The household name. Well, the household name, I'll give you the hot tip, punters, dribblers, a lot bigger in person than he appears on television. The household name's not to be fucked with. Mate, the and size. And he's made it, he's made it his... Uh, He's made it his mo to take to take the highball right and yeah. set up try like he, yeah. he's taking a lot of highball nuts swallowing it whole which I enjoyed watching. Dude, it's always nice to see Brad Parker mouth a, a ball whole. Oh, he mouths them whole. Don't worry about that, and then spits it out um, at the right time. At the right time, off oh, you know, swallows it, spits it up, and then offloads it to, yeah. to Tommy Tavoyevic, who punters dribblers. Just, you, just, if just. If you haven't been around, Jesus Christ, a pure six-six Adonis rugby league thoroughbred in the flesh before, mate, it is mate. a sight to behold. Takes your breath away. It, he is fucking huge, and when you see him, and you see him at full gallop, the 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 uh, the, the 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 generational throbber that he is on the telly, you think he looks he looks long and gangly. Uh, and sort of sinewy and lanky, right? Yeah, he looks lanky, yeah. But he is so impressive. When you're standing there, and obviously we went and had some drinks with uh, the players after the game, no big deal, but he, he, his, the broadness, the breadth of his back and his shoulders, it was like... It was like nothing else I've ever seen. He was leaning at the bar and just casually as well. There was no how are you about him. Such is the uh, soft and humble nature of the giant. Mm. But his back, dude, like it was the width of this great brown land of ours. Well, I tell you what. I half expected Uluru to be in the middle of it. I tell you what, mate. It's the tomato farmer in him. Didn't want to say it. Had to say it. That's what that's what happens when you got good tomato farming breeding in you. Jake's obviously as thick as fucking six buddy tomato big Mac, crates, big Mac trucks. Uh, everyone knows that. But his brother Tom he looks lanky on TV. Uh uh bruh. He nah. ain't lanky. He ain't lanky for shit. He is a handful, a rugby league thoroughbred with tomato farmer running through his veins. And he's a all, rugby league handful. Well, it all adds up now. Now that I've seen him in the flesh, it all adds up. And what was nice. And you may have seen it on our socials, in our stories. There was obviously, uh, as expected, uh, a congregation of the Tomato Farmers Union. Yeah, there was. There that was. was nice to it get us sort of an ad hoc AGM, which yes. was nice. That was nice. Well, there, there was no pressure then. You know, got no. to hang out with uh, with Tom and Jake and Papa Travojevic. Yep. John, uh, hell of a man. John, wonderful man. Uh, and look, obviously, we already knew John. John's a friend, and uh, you know our ties to the Tomato Farmers Union. They run long, deep. storied, run deep, deep as they go, deep as you can get, deep into the grounds of this fine land. Yeah, well, deep as the roots on any great tomato plant, worth its salt, worth yeah. its tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so John's a friend. John's a friend. Got a nice pick together, um, and it was just sort of a nice time. Well, it's a nice way to around. cap off what was a, an absolutely sensational day of rugby league football. Obviously, Manly put thirty on the Knights. The Knights look shit. Knights I think are the Knights are out. Even with a generational throbber in Caelan Ponga, you can't outwit, outclass, outmuscle. Uh, a team on the ascendancy to another ring. No, that's what you saw. On we the got weekend. we got rings written all over us. Now, just I, just there, there was some interesting news that came out of the week, though, Tom. Yes. Now I don't know if you saw it or not, but off the back of Manly's 
run towards the top four and inevitably their run towards their ninth ring. Uh, someone's tried to, to jump on that ship. Didn't like seeing this. This upset me. Now, someone's tried to jump onto the coattails of a famous club and a famous team. And a famous comeback. A famous a, turnaround. A, fam- a famous turnaround from second last, if you remember correctly, to their current position of fifth and climbing. Now, Trent Barrett, the alpha-looking coach who's actually a beater. Well, no, alpha male. Alpha male who's a beater coach. coach. Thank you. Now, he's come out, and I just want to read some. Now, Tom usually does the reading. I'm going to try. If, I, if I'm no good at it, we'll go back to Tom. Well, no, I'll just edit out the, uh, the pauses, the mispronunciations, and, you know, the big words. So that's okay. Now, punters, dribblers, I'm quoting him here. I'd actually like to think I left them well-educated, Barrett said in his first interview since his employment at the Seagulls was officially terminated two weeks ago. A few of the boys I got there, like Ciro, Curtis Sirenen, were coming out of the reserve grade. No one wanted Moses Sully. He'd been punted by the West Tigers and the Bulldogs. And Tommy Turbo had only played five games when I started. When I started. I've really loved seeing all these guys kick on this year. So basically, Trent Barrett is is claiming responsibility for the team's current success. Bruh, are you honestly trying to claim Tommy Turbo? The thing is... He was earmarked... For greatness. For fucking 10 years ago when he was tearing up the bloody under-18s and the under-20s, champ. It'd be the equivalent of, like, Curtly Beal's under-10s coach going, look... It's it's. Been, I mean, credit where credit's it, due. You know, he, but before I, before I'd seen him, he'd only played under nines. You're like, yeah, bro, but it was fucking Curtly Beal. So what do you want? What are you saying? I don't understand why you'd come out and do this. I don't see the benefit. I don't see the benefit to Trent saying this, especially because because he wants a job. No, but even if it was true, right? Like even if even if you know what he, he Curtis Sunan's doing great now, which he is. Sully uh, is improving. True, Tommy Turbo, generational throwback. You absolutely had nothing to do with it except you helped. Probably helped him. You also you know, didn't get Moses Sully off the fucking cheeseburgers, bruh. Desi got him off those cheesies. Now the bloke had he was he was eating fast food three times a day, and he was enormous. But Desi now gets food sent to his house, yeah, so he can avoid eating Maccas for every meal. You didn't do that, Trent. Did Moses Sully you? was shit last. <laughs> He was dog shit, mate. He got dropped at the start of the season because he was a fat fuck. <laughs> it was Desi that bloody got him off the cheesies and got him right, baby. And also, and again, look, I, like Trent, even if you are responsible in some way for uh, some of the positives at the club now, and I'm not saying you're not, but I am kind of, but even if you are, this, is, th- this reaction was always going to come if you started coming out saying this shit. They, we came second last last year, bruh. We came second last. And now we're coming fifth. So unless something happened that you just didn't let us know about and it was like, oi, just give me half another year. Because you left. You were pissed off about the fucking the, the, the setup there. The fact that we only had, you know... Some plastic deck chairs and you had to well, buy your own fan for no, your office and you had to a, bring in fucking stuff from your own house. Des doesn't give a shit about that. Des just needs a good a good shampoo, a dependable shampoo, mm. a whistle, yep. and somewhere to train the boys. And and boys with a hunger for, for glory. But Des fucking gets them hungry, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, Des gets right. them hungry. <laughs> That's true, you're dead right. If you don't have a hunger, Des will make you hungry. Des will put you on light and easy, and then you're begging for cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets you hungry. He That's gets a you fantastic, hungry. That's a fantastic point. He, he just loves the club, and he just loves rugby league. 
I think, you know. And Trent doesn't get that, unfortunately. And Trent thinks it's all about centers of, centers of excellence yeah. and, and, and shitting on demandables and having plush bloody leather couches. Yeah. I mean, it, that's not that's not how glory is forged. No, mate. If you want that shit, go over to the fucking NFL. Yeah. Because this is... This is bush league, limited coin, shit resources. Like, mate, the Penrith Panthers spent a shitload, and look how they're going. They're fucking awful, mate. <laughs> they they're suck. nowhere. Unless you're the Roosters and you want to buy every good player from every club, Manly doesn't have that money. Manly doesn't have that sort of paper bag coin floating around. No. So mate. unless you're going to be the Roosters and sort of paper bag your way to a premiership, then you're not going to be able to do that anywhere. So when you're trying to talk about centers of excellence, as Eddie pointed out, and the fineries of professional sporting clubs, hyperbaric chambers, fucking, you know, uh, uh, chairs. Uh, strapping tape. Um, air conditioning. Uh, f- you know, spare footy boots. Yeah, uh, you know. Y- you know, new training gear. Clean uh, facilities. Yeah. Mowing lawns. Mow your own fucking lawns, no, Trent. No. You know what I mean? Pick yourself up by your bootstraps and you're apparently fat dong and mow your own lawns. That's what Desi does. Des doesn't get a haircut because he doesn't have time to cut his fucking hair. He's got other shit to do. He's yeah, got to yeah. keep this club running. Yeah, yeah. And that's toiling like that, it, it maketh the man, builds character, Stuff. builds resolve, builds you know resilience, and it, it builds hunger. And, and the, players, hunger. the players see that resilience, that resolve, that dedication, and then you know what we're starting to see from the players? Resilience, hard work, dedication, Moses Sully, not and eating what cheeseburgers. Are they, what, all those things are required to what? Defend. Defend the house down. And any great team that wins the comp can Worth defend. their tomatoes. They all defend because defending, as you always hear, is about effort. And it's about attitude yeah. and it's about approach. Like the structure can only get you so far. You gotta be up and about and you gotta be hungry and willing. And you're not gonna get that in a fucking plush leather bloody seat operation like the Penrith Panthers have got and like what fucking Trent wanted. Because at the end of the day, bro, if you don't that bloody silver spoon path, you're gonna be on your ass complaining and trying to claim responsibility for other people's glory. Yep. So, Trent, sorry to have to go off on you like that. Sorry. Because obviously you're a good bloke. Sorry. From all we hear, you're a great bloke. And didn't, the turbos... The didn't tur- mean to get that hot on No, but, yeah, I mean, it pissed... You know what I mean. It pissed us off. Yeah. You pissed us off. But you are apparently a great bloke. So, with that in mind, just don't say... Just don't talk shit, bro. <laughs> talk shit, get hit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, brothers, sisters, mums and daddies, if you haven't had your biltong, then, I mean, that's a problem. And the podcast this, this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Correct. All correct. All correct? You had your biltong? I had my biltong for breakfast. Uh, I've been substituting my cereals for biltong. Is that like meal replacement? Yeah. And I've, I've gone to another level. In terms of your biltong Intellect. consumption? In terms oh, of intellect. intellect. Yeah. So we're thinking this is almost helping your mental game as well. Uh, it's brain food, punters, dribblers. Wow. Brain food. Two times five. Ten. Five times five. Twenty-five. Boom. Thank you, punters, dribblers. There you go. Bareback Biltong at barebackbiltong.com.au. <laughs> punters, dribblers, um, this only just sort of happened recently. Got the Hello Sport tinfoil hat out for this one. Okay. Uh, ben Simmons... Saw some video of him not getting allowed into Crown Casino in Melbourne. Uh, him and his, he had, I think, two 
the specifics of this are important, so I'm not just pointing out their race for no reason. Two black mates, one white mate. Four dudes. Ben Black, two black mates, one white mate. Mm-hmm. They didn't have their IDs to get into the casino, which you need, no matter how old you are, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, you like you need it. You need an ID to get into most places. Like we were walking through Darling Harbour on the weekend on Friday, and I didn't have my license. I left it at Streets House. Fucking annoying. They're like, nah, bro. I'm like, how old do you think I am? He's like thirty. I'm like, well, come on. He's like, it's not how it works, champ. Which is stupid, but it's, it's the way it works. It's really annoying. It's but really I, but, annoying. But all I'm trying to illustrate is that, like, that's not only at the casinos no, that do this. They you do it need everywhere. your like people can refuse entry to a licensed premises if you don't have your. Uh, ID. Now, Ben and his three mates went in there. Apparently, Ben and his two black mates, Ben also being black, were asked for ID and the white guy wasn't. Now, that Ben's saying that's racist. Ben's saying that he was picked out because he was black. At least that was what was inferred by the video he put up on social media and then deleted. He said, he said, um, you know, he got basically like illustrated like they asked him, they asked him, they asked me, didn't ask this guy who was the white guy. And then he goes, geez, man, like, thanks for nothing, Crown Casino. Geez, we got a long way to go. And it's like, now, listen, I'm not speaking on any sort of racial situation other than I don't know, brah, whether this one was racist, Ben. I think that you didn't have your license. They asked you for it. And, you know, they didn't let you in. Now, if I'm the owner of fucking Crown Casino and this happens, I'd just be going to my bouncer and going, "Hey, dude, let Ben Simmons in." Yeah, yeah, that's what I. That was what I was waiting to say. I'd be like, "Bruh, you're fired." Yeah, <laughs> for not knowing who the fuck Ben Simmons is. Yeah. Like, if you need to switch on, mm. he's got shit, mate. Do you see that contract he just signed, bruh? Yeah, massive. There's like, just- he let him in here. To spend some coin. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows that he's over 18. Let this man in here. Let him spend some coin. Let him create a bit of buzz, bit of energy. Yes. People will start Instagramming each other. People will start messaging. Holy shit, Ben Simmons at the casino. More punters and dribblers down there buying drinks, fanboying, punning, want to be as lucky as Ben. Like, mate, that is an absolute shocker. Like, race or race yeah. aside. I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe the guy is a racist piece of shit. I don't know. I've got no idea. No. What I do know is he should be fired for not letting Ben Simmons in. He should be fired for stupidity at the very yes. least. Yes. Because racism... Which is a sackable offence. Yes, it is. Because I also think casinos, I don't feel that casinos no race. They particularly seem to love Asians, Chinese, international businessmen, you sure. know, things of that nature. Mm. But... The the casino notoriously just wants your money, doesn't care where you come Which from. Which is why this is so baffling. That's why I'm like, it's not a race thing, it's a stupidity thing from this bouncer who either knows who Simmons is and wants to swing his dick around, thinks, oh, here's this young upstart with a bit of cash, sorry, brah, no ID, kick rocks, or he's fucking stupid and he's seen these guys come in and gone, you got ID? No, you don't. Sorry, dude, can't come in. And then he's just fucking dumb that way. And he's... Not only has he lost the opportunity to have some like positive news of you know Ben Simmons in Crown Casino having a f- huge punt, slapping his heart out, splashing cash. Now you've got Ben Simmons going on Instagram saying you're racist. Yeah, this is a this is a real bed shit. It's a bed shit all around. It's your cut and dry bed shit. 
Just back to rugby league real quick, Eddie. Yeah. And I just wanted to touch on how fucked the Queensland teams are. I saw an interesting tweet. And I, that might have even been Max who sent us this tweet, but I can't remember. Mm. Apologies to whoever I sent think it. I remember it. It might actually be Ollie, friend of the show. Shout out to Ollie. Brett and Josh Morris between them scored more tries than the inter- or not, but all three Queensland clubs put together on the weekend. Queensland teams are in a bad place, bro. Dude, they suck right now. They're no good. One, one, and they can't win Origin either. So. Well, that's right. One New South Wales sperm, one single sperm from Steve Morris, slippery Steve Morris, has managed to outscore an entire state in one round of rugby league football. It's an extraordinary thought. When we're talking stats, punters, dribblers, and we're talking, you know, conversion rates of 50s and and things of that nature, and you know, going from the bottom of the comp to the top for the top eight in the you know, space of a year. To think that one individual sperm, Eddie, one seed can outscore an entire state, I find that to be quite impressive. It's poetic. A New South Wales sperm. Yeah, conquering a state. How are you conquered? By a single sperm. Yeah. That happened to slip out of Slippy Steve Morris's genitalia. Yeah. Look, I mean, as I say, poetic. It's nice, right? It's nice. It's nice. Uh, so shout out to Steve Morris's sack. Almost time to wrap this thing up. Quick shout out to the great cricketer boys for having us on Wednesday night. Had a great time yep. at the comedy store. Yep. Uh, Steve O'Keefe spoke to him, which was, they had Steve O'Keefe up there. They talked about the ashes. It was a fucking giggle. Fucking funny, Steve O'Keefe. Steve O'Keefe funny, but he did alpha us in the most sort of uh, alpha way possible. We got completely alphaed by, by Steve O'Keefe. We had a good laugh with him, having a good chat, getting on fine, thought everything was going well. Thought it was going swimming. Thought we were hitting it off. Having a really great, jovial time with Sock. Thought this couldn't be going better. And then... We thought... We thought we'd chance our arm. Let's see if Sock wants to come on the potty sometime. Because Sock was a yarn. Sock was having was. a couple and of I, beers. He was getting into it. And I know for a fact that you would enjoy Sock, and Sock would enjoy the punter and the dribbler yes. as well, because he is one, let me tell you. Oh, he's an absolute so punter dribbler. We broached we broached Sock, listen, mate, would you like to come on the potty? Well, we, you did, and I that did. was what was fucking funnier. That made yeah. it funnier for me, even though it was both Look, I do, like I had to represent us. Yeah. Tried me best. We're standing out in the green And room. he laughs And he sort of lent in. And he laughs it off. Oi, so, mate. Uh, you should get you on the podcast sometime. Yeah, as casual as that. Just say, hey, mate, love to get you on the podcast didn't, sometime. Didn't really change the tempo. No, just no, sort no. Of, just sort of, sort of just worked it in. Sort of, sort of keep it, try to keep it really native and just thought, listen, can I just slip this in and see if, see if he, if I just get a snap reaction. Like, yeah, oi, great, ha, yeah, anyway, do it. Oi, by the way, man, you should like, you should fully come on the podcast sometime. I was sometime. looking for a snap reaction. Yeah. Didn't get one. Well, got you, a snap. You got a snap rejection. reaction. You got, got a snap a, reaction. You got a snap rejection. And he's what? What? I think what hurt most about the rejection, Eddie, was he rejected us in the same calm, nat- like native conversation that we were having. He didn't change his tone. No, he didn't change at all. He didn't change anything. It was like, nah. It's sort of laugh. Oh, boys, like, nah. got to tell you, like, I've, I'm all out of gags and laughs. Like, that was tonight was full on, like, you know. Pod- no, I'm not coming on your podcast. I don't know. Th- I don't think he apologized. I think he just was didn't, like, Didn't nah. even apologize. Nah. Just, just as a straight up no. And it was the most brutal rejection. And all I wanted to do was just grab Tom and, like, sort of wheel him around outside <laughs> into the fire escape and go, bro, did you just fucking see that absolutely violent nah, bro, we just got? 
but I couldn't. I had to stay in it and like sort of giggle it off. It would have been funny if there was a, a vi- someone oh, videoing me. I was watching it. It was it would have been hilarious. one of those. It would have been one of those like you can you can pinpoint when he his heart breaks. His heart breaks. And it, there were other people in the room. Hopefully they didn't hear it. Well, that I think that other guy, his mate, would have. Uh, yeah, you're right. His mate who were talking... He was a nice guy. The doctor. Shout out to the him. The doctor, yeah. Uh, but absolutely narbrad by Steve O'Keefe. Look, it happens. Happens. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. But, you know, it was it was violent. And then we actually saw Steve at the uh, Tomato Farmers AGM, uh, funnily enough. Yeah, I mean, again, he was lovely. But he was lovely, but, I mean, the, 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 the deed the, had been done. The deed was done. Yeah. Uh, it, hung, it hung like a foul stench in the air. Yeah. Big elephant in the room. Pretty sure Sock picked up on that. Yeah, energy. you know, we were like, yeah, how you going, Sock? Yeah, have a bit of a chat. Again, he's a good dude. Look, Sock, he- if you want to write this wrong, more than happy to let you. Because we'd love to have you on, Sock, but you, you're absolutely nah, Brad. As you outfit us after we'd had a good show, we thought we'd done well. We thought we we're hitting it off with you. We thought, you know what, Sock would be a good guy to get on the podcast. He's a fucking, you know, he's a, he's got baggy green himself, and just a couple of dudes with baggy greens. Mm. That you know, just a couple of blokes with some baggy greens that want to have a yarn. Sock. That's all we're asking. And you, you nabrad the shit out of Eddie. He, you know, he handled it like a champ. But it was tough. <laughs> so we'd love to give you an opportunity to come on, but obviously we understand if you don't want to because you've already said no. <laughs> and no, this isn't an official invite because we couldn't bear we the couldn't rejection bear of two. We couldn't bear a double rejection. It's, it would be more like you coming to us and this suggesting. Is, you know what? This is get this. We're kind of taking the Kevin Walters Titans coaching approach where we're like, no, we don't want it. And then when you say no, when you don't ask us if you can do it, it doesn't feel like we getting yeah. nabra again. You know, no, you exactly. Know? We're avoiding a nabra. We're avoiding a nabra. So we're because not gonna... if you nabra me again, dude, nabra my me, old fellow will fall off. Nabra me once, shame on you. Nabra me twice, shame on us. Yes, that is when the little sausage will drop off and find an alpha to connect <laughs> to. Penises will go, and we don't want to lose both of them. No. Because Eddie already almost pretty much lost his uh, <laughs> mind's hanging on by <laughs> it's just just holding on. But anyway, thank you very much to the great cricketer guys, Steve O'Keefe. You're cool. Uh, had a great night, and we might even try and do some more of it later in the year for you know ahead of NRL Grand Final, something like that. Hopefully uh, for some punters, dribblers, but that also may never happen. Um, now, before we go, Eddie, huge podcast, absolutely longest fucking podcast of my life. Probably our longest. Well, it's actually not. It's that we started late because you obviously never turn up on time. Um, oh, you mean like I've got a fucking job? Yes, that is what I mean. Yes, not yeah. on time. Uh, so, dribbles from the dribbler. Yep. We got a couple here. Now, the, I'll go to the short ones first. Thomas Mahoney, how many more tons does Smudge need to reach alpha status? None. Bruh, it's already there. None. Already there. Silly, but thank you for the question. Thanks for the question. Silly. Silly. Uh Pelagic Johnson. Not 100% sure if that's correct, but when's the Ashes Sleep Companion coming out? Well, now we fucking forgot about the Sleep Companions for a while there. We do need to get back on well, that. Well, we just wanted to milk the original Sleep Companion, just make sure the punter and the jibbler were getting its fair use. If you haven't heard it yet, do go to the Hello Sport podcast and catalog and you'll be able to find it in there. And obviously reviews were glowing and we thought, look, if this is putting the punter and the jibbler to sleep, then we don't need to just release them no. willy-nilly. No, we 
we've, we're getting you to sleep with that. But obviously, with the ashes being on, I can understand that would be nice to get sure. a Hello Sports sleep companion. Sure. So, Pelagic Johnson. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it, but, I mean, what do you want me to do? Now, one more question here. Had to screenshot it. It was huge. Uh, and it is from Simon Maurice Edgel. Hit us up on Facey. Now, I know we said we aren't reading shit, but this is this is a longie, so you're going to have to bear with me, punters and dribblers. Boys, the name is Simo, long-time punter, full-time dribbler. Fucking love the podcast. Absolutely, Simo. Thank you. You blokes do an absolutely top-of-the-heap job every week. Superb stuff. Beer soon, HSP. That's a hashtag, beer soon, HSP. Love that. Love it. Great start. Great start. Got a question for you, blokes. Sharing the nectar of the gods and spinning yarns is absolutely the quintessential Aussie pastime and certainly a foundation for the work that you boys do. In the same vein... As the age-old type of question, who would you invite to a dinner party if you could invite anyone, let's change that a little and I beg you the following question slash scenario. You're heading down to your favourite local watering hole for an afternoon session indulging in the nectar of the gods and you can invite three guests to join you. Mm. Given the predilection of God's summer and winter sports, you select one guest from each of those and one guest from any sporting other sport around the world that are Aussie, all of which are Aussies. Who do you take to the pub for an afternoon of piss and many a yarn? So we're going to the pub. Yes. To make it easier, have them still be alive. So for him, in cricket would be Dennis Lilly. NRL would be Andrew Johns. And third guest from any sport as an Australian would be Tony Lockett. Look, I guess I, and I think I speak for Tom as well, if I'm going to the pub to sink, I want to be around larrikins. Yes. First and foremost. Yes. I want to be around Yarners. I don't want squares down there with me. No. I want people that want to let their fucking head in and rip in because that's what I like doing. That's it. I like blowing off steam. I love telling Yarns. Being loud. Being loud, raucous, and just and just murdering piss and, and extracurriculars and having a great time. Yes. So in like in that breath, I'd obviously have – I'd invite some wild cats down. Sure. To join me, yeah, you need some wildcats to come and join the. Uh, Obviously, the Shane Warne comes to mind. Shane seems like a. a why good wouldn't one. it? Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Obviously, Joey Johns comes to mind because why wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you? Where are you thinking, Tom? Have you got some? Well, Joey some and Sh- Joey and Shane, absolutely great calls. Um, I've had the privilege of working with uh, Piggy Riddell, who's a great man, loves a yarn, funny bastard. Piggy's a great man to have a beer with. I've actually had a beer with him, but I'd still like to do it again. Yeah. Um, in the cricket world, obviously Shane. Um, sorry, back to uh, to rugby league. I don't. I mean, apparently Darren Lockyer loves a fucking sesh. Does he? Apparently Lockyer was an absolute piss cutter in his time. So I wouldn't mind Darren as well as Joey. Well, I wouldn't I would- mind seeing how a Queenslander does it. Oh yeah, I think that's nice. One from each side of the border. Yep. I think that would it would uh it would invoke healthy debate. Yes. And sort of differing uh perceptions yeah. and maybe differing retellings of certain stories. Certain stories that, you know, if if you've just got tunnel vision on and it's just Joey ranting and raving, it might be a little bit different to how Darren saw it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So maybe we're gonna bring two in, one each. Maybe as well you're able to reach some common ground between two, you know, old foes in Queensland and New South Wales. Yeah, I think that's great. We've Bridget got Darren Jay. and we've got we've got Joe. Joey. So cricket, obviously we've got Shane. Now 
I mean, is Andrew Simon someone you'd sink piss with? Well, he's an old piss cutter. You'd probably go fishing with Simon. Do you know what I mean? You could, but you could, I mean, look, you'd go fishing with him. You could sink piss fishing with him, but this was a bit more of a pub related yarn, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, like Brad Haddon was a, a big. Brad Haddon was a bit of a bit of a, a loose. Wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind. Would, do you reckon Gary Lyon would be pretty weird? See, I, he sings the song and shit. Yeah, you can see that. Like once you break down his walls, he might be actually quite a fun. But you'd need him pierced and just and just ripping in. Yeah, but I mean. Well, who did he say? Dennis Lilly. Yeah. Don't know enough about Dennis. No, I don't know enough about him either. Like, you know, all those old piss cutters from yesterday. What about Merv? Merv would be all right. But Big again, Merv, is, Merv too, is Merv too old? Booney. you got to get these guys in their prime as well, I guess. So Booney in his prime. He'd be, he'd be a shout. I'm just, again, thinking about old piss cutters that would just love to get down there and get into work. Grizzly old piss cutters that we can embarrass ourselves in front of and not feel embarrassed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, third place, someone outside of tennis. Now, Outside of tennis? I mean, outside of the Cricket. two sports. Would we get Nick Kyrgios down for a couple? I'm into it. Kyrgios is... Yeah, he's obviously... Uh, he's obviously a wild bit of he's gear. He's obviously a wild bit of gear. And we've said in the past that he's a beers never. But if you if we're in this situation, and the more and more that, that Nick seems to just get around his work, I... See, I don't know if he's beers never no, anymore. He's, I don't think his beer's I, never. I, I don't think his beer's never at all. I don't think his beer's never. That's what I'm saying. I like the cut of his jib. I've um, decided. Yeah, I'm really working into my curiosity these days. Like, Shout out to him for and winning I like the. That he came out recently and said that he Open. had. Yeah, fuck yeah. He came out and said that he had some mental demons and stuff. Like obviously working through a few issues. And yeah. If you couldn't recognise that, then you're an idiot. Yes. And nice to see that he's he's turned somewhat of a corner. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts or how how well he goes. But I just reckon bit of a wild fucker, young, brash, young, dumb, full of calm sort of operator. Like, I reckon he'd offer a bit to our little session. Yes, I think so. I think so. So maybe Nick. Now, that may anger a few punters and dribblers, but you've asked us. It's our fucking thing. So, you know. I'm, I mean, you preferenced it with you want a couple of piss cutters down there. Obviously, you don't want to go down to the pub and twiddle your thumbs and no. be bored batshit. You no. want to be ripping in. Yeah. So, we've said Warren, Simons, Lockyer, Joey, Curios. That's it, really. I can't think of anyone else. I mean, there probably is someone else that we've blatantly missed, but like from other sports around this fine country of ours, but... What do you be like? What do you reckon it'd be like to get on the piss with Mundane? Do you reckon it'd be too angry? He doesn't drink. Oh, he doesn't. drink. He's never drunk he? or done drugs. No, that's no, right. No, no, no. no, that would be that would be etch. I wouldn't want to get on the piss with Mundane. He seems like a fucking. He seems like a big day, Mundane. You know what I mean? He seems like. Well, that's a, what I'm saying. I'm saying, but is it is that act that you know angry? Curtly motherfucking Beal. Yep, done. Done. Thank you. That uh, that's so it. Easy. That was easy. Curtly. It's hard to be put on the spot, but we've delivered. Yeah, we've done it. Spade. That shout out to Simon Maurice Edgel. Appreciate it, brah. Uh, thanks for getting in touch. Shout out to your old man as well. Um, before we go, obviously, the uh, iTunes reviews. Like, subscribe, five stars. Uh, but we've got a couple here that we just wanted to pay homage to. Homage? Homage? Homage. So... First one, Sensory Overload by Jbone93. This podcast is best enjoyed whilst auto-fellationing your fully-fledged throbber. 
Anyone who claims otherwise is a blatant morgue mouth. Uh, Jaybone93, couldn't agree more. Thanks, Jaybone. Thanks for your support, bro. Love that it. Was, uh, that was wild stuff. And this is from Rigid the Lionheart, who's called his, his uh, review, Come and Get Off. <laughs> this is the premier podcast for, modern, for the modern Australian man searching for answers in the 21st century. All women. Get around this podcast and learn how basically every athlete and sporting achievement can be analyzed using the human penis as a metaphor. True. <laughs> to the greatest sporting minds of our generation are waiting to take you there. Like, subscribe, five stars. Ta. Ridge of the Lionheart. Kind words. Kind words from a kind man. Uh, that is us for the week. Thank we the are done. Thank fucking God. Another week in the books. Like, subscribe, five stars. At Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Kurtley Bill, please reach out. Thanks to Boozy Ben, actually, who who fucking hit up Kurtley on Instagram. And Kurtley did confirm in his response that he was going to be coming on. And also another punter dribbler who hit up Kurtley. Just quickly, I don't know if you saw this one. I don't know what the name of the guy was, but he hit up Kurtley down at the uh, screening of Adam Goods' documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Told him to come on. Think he said that he lied and said we were tight. Like he, the guy was tight with us. Uh, and Kurt was like, yeah, mate. Well, you do, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do to uh, get, as long as you're being respectful to the great man, obviously. But appreciate the punter and the dribbler getting around Kurtley and just putting a little rocket up his ass. Uh, we will have him on soon, though. He does know. He knows the punter and the dribbler are after him. So he, uh, it of won't course be he knows. Away. He's been hit up 50 times. <laughs> 50,000. That's us. Punters, dribblers, we're getting the fuck out of here. Till next week. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?